0: To Worth Watching Once, a podcast where we review Netflix original films and ask the ultimate question, was it worth watching once? I'm Thais, and as always, I'm joined by our podcast's very own historophile, Brady. What's
1: up? (laughs) That's
0: all you have to
1: say. (laughs) What what was that?
0: (laughs) It's just every episode thus far you've given us. Me and the listeners, a history lesson. And I just, I wanted, you know, to stay true to our Twitter handle. <laughs> I wanted to get uh, World you War know, One. Me. <laughs> yeah. Which we just had a new follower on Twitter, and I'm hoping that he knows it's a podcast about movies and not about World War One.
1: <laughs> and did he? Did he look at any of the stuff?
0: I don't know. He's just, he you just followed us, and that's it. He might it. have just
1: gone for it. I love it. Yeah. Blind faith.
0: So, I mean, hopefully he listens to this episode and knows that you're our resident (laughs) sorophile. Oh, man. So, today's episode, (laughs) we're covering (laughs) not like all over the place that I hate you for it. You know, Brady, you know what this makes me feel like? It makes me feel like I don't feel at home in this world anymore.
1: That was good. Brought it right back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So if you haven't guessed it, today we are covering 2017's I Don't Feel At Home In This World Anymore. Try saying that like five times fast.
1: Yeah, it's a wordy title. I'm probably not going to call it I Don't Feel At Home In This World Anymore. I'll I'll start saying like I Don't Feel At Home.
0: Gotcha. Because this is
1: like, you remember in like the early 2000s when like emo bands like Fall Out Boy started putting out albums that were Mm -hmm. like, A sentence, like a run on (laughs) sentence long and like all of their songs were like run on sentences. That's kind of like what this movie is is like. Same kind of vibe, though.
0: Right. And actually, uh, you're not not wrong about how this movie was actually named because it was named after a song called I don't feel at home in this world anymore.
1: It's like a Arlo Guthrie song. Earlier,
0: 1953.
1: Wow. Okay, yeah. who does a it? shot did in the dark? Song? I'm like, who the hell's our <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Look that up later.
0: <laughs> our file <historophile. laughs> Tell us.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a 2017.
0: Uh,
1: I don't, what do you call this? Comedy slash drama. Mm, like it's dark it's not comedy? really a comedy. I I didn't really feel like it was a dark comedy either. It like Whoa, it kind of interesting. I mean, it is in a way, but it's almost like it was too. It was like a, such a Jekyll and Hyde movie. Like there were, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. There are a few thoughts I had about that. Um, but yeah, drama, by,
0: crime. Yeah,
1: yeah, directed by Macon Blair, runs uh hour thirty three minutes. Pretty quick movie.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: premise. A timid nursing assistant gets a new lease on life when she and a neighborhood loner track down the g- degenerates who broke into her house.
0: Or, after being burglarized, a depressed woman and her obnoxious neighbor set out to find thieves, but soon find themselves up against a group of dangerous criminals. Hmm. Hmm. Eh. eh? Google's getting better. I, I
1: almost like that better, but oh, dangerous criminals. Hey. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, it has a six point nine from IMDb. Nice. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes eighty nine percent from the critics and a seventy seven percent from the audience.
0: So and pretty well liked. Six percent on Google.
1: Oh, that's low for Google.
0: Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. Talk about that.
1: The uh the critic consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't feel at home in this world anymore transcends its unwieldy title to offer timely, intoxicatingly dark observations on gender dynamics and social norms in modern America. Huh?
0: Gender dynamics. Okay. All right.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I'll keep that in the back of my head.
1: I like intoxicatingly dark observations.
0: Oh, well, you know what? I'm, I'm back on the gender dynamic. I see where they, they're going with that because it fits into a point that I have. Okay. I'm, I'm back in. I like that. Yeah.
1: It was directed by Macon Blair. He almost he also wrote it.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: is an actor known for roles in Lucky Logan, Blue Ruin, and Green Room. He's also a writer and a director now. I I don't feel at home. Is his directorial debut. He also wrote Monkeys Paw, Small Crimes, which is a Netflix original, and one of our favorites, Hold the Dark.
0: Hold the dark, motherfucker. Love. Sorry. Hold
1: the <laughs> dark. And actors in the movie, we have Melanie Linsky, who played Ruth. Um, I love Melanie Linsky. I think we might have talked about her a bit um, when we talked about Don't Look Up. Mm-hmm. She played Leo's wife in that movie. I-, I love to see her get a major role like this stuff. Yes. Because she's always kind of like, you know, and Don't Look Up, she's kind of in the background. She's always someone's like wife or sister or, or
0: best friend uh, or.
1: her best friend. Always in the yeah, background. Yeah. Um, she blew up back in the day in the U S as Rose and two and a half men. I think she was on that show for like its entire run. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in up in the air and I remember, so I saw up in the air in theaters with, um, I think I went with Paul, shout out Paul and the director was there and he did a little Q and think the director was Ivan Reitman. And somebody in the audience was like, Oh, you casted Melanie Linsky. I love seeing her in something that's not two and a half men. Or um, he was like, Yeah, he, he totally agreed. He said she was super underutilized and, and loved having her in the movie. So that always kind of stuck with me anytime I see her in something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some, someone who uh, people in the biz respect and like and um, uh, think highly of. She was also in Flags of Our Fathers, Away We Go. Uh, the show Castle Rock on Hulu mm-hmm. and just within the last month or two, Yellow Jackets, which is the Showtime series that everyone seems to be talking about now. Uh, she's in a ton of other stuff too, uh, small uh, TV roles and large TV roles and um, movie roles. She's been doing it for a long time. And I'm always surprised mm-hmm. she's from New Zealand because she always in everything oh. has an American accent. And it's really kind of a trip to see her speak with her <gasps> New Zealand accent because you don't expect it.
0: I don't. I didn't know that. You just taught me something.
1: That's a fun fact. Uh, we also have Elijah Wood, who played the uh, neighborhood loner. <laughs> or what did you call, call him in, in your description?
0: Wait, in the Google description or my yeah. own description? Oh, the Google description was um, obnoxious uh, neighbor.
1: Yeah, it's a neighborhood loner, obnoxious neighbor. He's Frodo in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Obviously. He kind <laughs> of. so
0: much more than that. <laughs> I don't,
1: I, he is. Uh, I don't know if this is crazy to say, but he kind of reminds me of Daniel Radcliffe. They both crazy had to say. super iconic roles early on mm-hmm. and have seemingly been trying to get away from that yep. ever in, since.
0: And I feel like in uh, kind of the same type of roles where it's like, like dark movies with like some sort of comedic like set I don't know it's just like I could have seen Daniel Radcliffe play this part
1: totally Yeah, just
0: because of like uh recently seeing Daniel Radcliffe in Miracle Workers kind of gave me this the same feel of like a quirky character (laughs) who you like love but at the same time you're like oh honey
1: (laughs) yeah quirky characters in independent film Mm -hmm. like that's That's what they've each been doing for like the last 10 years.
0: I want to see both of them in one movie together.
1: I don't think it's allowed.
0: Playing like brothers.
1: It's too much.
0: Will we break the internet if that happens? Listeners, let us know.
1: (laughs) Uh, He was also in Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, Green Street Hooligans, Sin City, Bobby, uh, that really weird TV show Wilford. Uh, He and Melanie Linsky both voice characters in Over the Garden Wall, an animated Mm. miniseries. Uh, from 2014 that I had never heard of.
0: Oh, it's really good. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like dark
1: mm. in in that
0: same sense of like it's like quirky and fun and it's like colorful,
1: but in dark that undertones. All, but
0: masks the dark mm. kind of yeah. realism. Yeah, it's neat. I dig that. Yeah. Also, a movie that I feel like needs more respect, <laughs> and I was. Really surprised to see how low the, the score was. But I loved Elijah Wood in The Oxford Murders from 2008. It was a mystery thriller uh, movie about like math. <laughs> uh, it got 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. And like, I've been telling so many people to watch this movie, and it's like, I just love Elijah Wood in it. <laughs> What's it called? The Oxford Murders. Hmm. Hmm. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got John Hurt and um, Burn Ber- Gorman. No, it's
1: an electric cast.
0: It's uh, a, <laughs> it's a cast. All right, we should have a viewing. We'll have a a movie night. Listeners, you're all welcome to join us. We'll do it live. <laughs> if I could describe your face. <laughs> But I feel like I do not have the words. Brady looks Bemused. like he... Brady just looks like he doesn't belong in this world anymore. Nailed it. But honestly, other than these two actors, I mean, is anyone else worth mentioning?
1: No, they were they were the movie. They were the movie for sure.
0: I will say, uh, and I just had her name, Jane Levy. Hmm. This is because the moment she appeared. I was like, oh, she was in Don't Breathe. And I was like, wait, this is also another movie about breaking into people's houses. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know, maybe it's a thing she likes to do. I know she's been in other things, but like that's the the movie that comes to mind is Don't Breathe. She was in Evil Dead, which she gets her hand, spoiler alert, shot off the same way she gets her hand shot off in this movie. (laughs) Hmm. Sabrina, I'm so excited to talk about this movie with you because I want to know what you thought.
1: Mm, I thought it was very good.
0: Mm-hmm. Go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what to say about this movie? I liked it. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, I liked it. I, I, I put it on last night and I just couldn't commit to it. I couldn't get into it. I got like 20 minutes in and as a tradition thought it was good but like i wasn't super hooked on it and just like didn't feel like paying attention so i watched it today Mm -hmm. just moments before we started recording (laughs) and um yeah it's 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 really good it's just a solid movie it it reminded me of a few things it you know it's it's like really quirky and indie and um it it goes from being this is kind of what i was talking about earlier it goes from being like a, a quirky like indie <laughs> comedy and then like all of a sudden it's like this like darker like crime movie mm-hmm. it, it's, it's like one second you're watching like 500 days of summer and then <laughs> the next second you're watching green room a movie that uh, uh macon blair was in <laughs> isn't that what it, what it was like though it like it would jump back and forth it it reminded me of um kevin can f himself which is a a sitcom ish mm. show on amc uh just aired its first season last year and it's like this like really campy like 90s early 2000s sitcom Mm -hmm. where like there's this wife and her husband is like a kevin james type and like all his antics are like You know, I didn't watch. I only saw a couple episodes, but she has to put up with like all of his antics, and he's like, you know, not the sharpest knife in the drawer, and all this stuff. And then it's like a really campy sitcom with a laugh track. And then all of a sudden, like he'll leave the room, and it's just the wife, and it gets like really dark and like you know more serious, and like she'll be you know drinking to deal with the the pain of being married. I'm I'm exaggerating a bit, but that's kind of like the vibe Mm -hmm. of the show and yeah. it's kind of a darker look at like the sitcom world where it's like mm-hmm. not all happy and sunny all the time and it's like dark it, that the, the, this movie was like that but without that gimmick it just kind yeah. of happened naturally as they told the story where it's like oh this is fun and like and and quirky i mean you say quirky like a thousand times this episode <laughs> but the, but then like it would focus more on like you know these criminals who broke into Melanie Linsky's house which kind of kicked off the events of this story and it'll be you know the the screen will have kind of like a greenish filter to it and it'll be darker than the music will be like you know really low bass whereas when it's Elijah Wood and Melanie Linsky it's like you know it's happy upbeat music and like you know they're making they're they're getting back at people
0: and so let's backtrack a little bit <laughs> so for the listeners who haven't seen the movie Melanie's character, Ruth. Pretty <laughs> your face right now. <laughs> I just feel like we need to explain a little bit of the movie. So Ab-
1: No, absolutely. When you ask me how I felt, yeah, you can't ask me how I feel. Cause I'm just going to go right into it. We're <laughs> like, you're so right. We need to like ease into it, introduce yeah. it a little yeah, bit. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> but you were like, how would you feel? Like, oh my well, God. I-, I have
1: to, <laughs> you know, you're so right though. you got to let's back up, give a little let's background. Like, let's, here. So let's,
0: let's, let's give a little background here. So, so we have Ruth who what is she, a nurse,
1: uh, a nursing assistant, assistant
0: assistant. Yeah. A nursing assistant. So Ruth is a nursing assistant who and I, and I, oh man. And I'm already getting into the reason why I love this movie. Spoiler alert. I love this movie. <laughs> so it's interesting to see that you were like, yeah, I kind of like wasn't into it and I like just watched it and whatever. And I'm over here like exploding because like, I can't wait to talk about it. So without further ado uh reason number one why I love this movie so starts off we have Ruth who is nursing assistant who is put on this earth we'll say (laughs) to care for people and at this point in her life she has lost faith in people and I love that comparison of like her whole like I mean not her whole life but like you know like you are what you do right I mean you're not but Let's be real. You are. So you spend a lot of your time at work and at her work, she is there to take care of people, but she just hates people. She's just like, I, I don't understand people anymore. Right. So she's kind of like already at this point of like nah, humans kind of suck.
1: I think a, a way that, that I would put it is that she's become disillusioned by people and the way that they treat one another.
0: Right. Like, it, Like I don't all- think she grew
1: up like hating people
0: no 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 but that's yeah. what i'm saying is like at this point she's just kind of like given up on people or yes. she's about to she is like at a it's just like what am i seeing in the world right now uh and i and, and it and i wanted to bring up this scene too um i might be getting ahead of myself but like it was like one of my favorite scenes where she's like sitting in traffic and there's this big like souped up truck like in front of her with like the exhaust pipes like all sticking out and like flags and it's just like revving its engine it's like you know seven feet off the fucking ground <laughs> it was
1: pumping like actual coal smoke <laughs> into the air <laughs> like and it can't face. be street legal
0: oh my, the faces she makes throughout this movie is just it's so relatable she's just so real oh my god i love this movie okay so anyways so she like sees this truck and she's like ugh you know and it'll come back later on. And I, and I really want to talk about it. So we'll, we'll turn back around, but uh, she comes home to her, her house just completely in in shambles, right? Like, and she realizes that she's, yeah, she, she's, she's been robbed. And um, she takes note that, you know, her laptop's missing her, her grandmother's (laughs) silverware (laughs) from, you know, forever ago is also missing. And then some of her drugs, And naturally, she calls the cops and the cops will just say aren't helpful for reasons. Uh, I think one of the best lies that the cop says there, he's like, right. So like you left your door unlocked and someone walked in your house. And she was like, no, someone like broke into my house. And he's like, so you left your door unlocked. (laughs) Like it just the way that they write this. Okay, so so this is the event that makes you lose faith in humanity like this, this was what pushed her over. Like she was already seeing like some shit at work, like the, you know, racist woman that she was taking care of. Um, and then boom, this happens to her and the people that are supposed to help her don't seem very helpful. They don't seem to be, they're like victim blaming her. They're like, well, you kind of left the door unlocked. So it's kind of your fault. And she's like, but you're going to do something about it. Right. And they're like, yeah, you know, we'll, 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 We'll take a look, you know, and we'll let you know. so the the rest of the movie just follows these the craziest events that could have possibly snowballed <laughs> into a crazier outcome. And I think that's what made it hilarious was that it was, like so outrageous, but also not outrageous. Like this movie is a vigilante movie, but without the capes. it's 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 more realistic than that. like it it seemed, everything about it to me felt realistic from the conversations that the characters would have. Like, like when she was talking to her friend in the beginning of the movie and she's complaining about the, the racist woman at work that just died. Right. Like, so one of her patients dies and she tells that to her friend and her friend's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, did, you you must've liked her. And she's like, well, no, <laughs> like she deserved to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like, it's the, and the way she delivers that line, too, it felt so natural and real, because that's like how, at least for me, when things are bad, I turn to to humor and comedy about it. You know, like that's where sarcasm comes from. And like this whole movie felt like we were just tapping into like that sarcasm, I guess, of just dealing with like the worst <laughs> and like the only outlet we have is like a little bit of humor, maybe but also feeling the frustration of like people just shouldn't be assholes yet. They act like assholes. And that's like the theme of the whole movie is like, people shouldn't have been assholes to begin with. And we, we, we want closure. We want to confront these assholes, but like to what end?
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) And it just escalates. And that's what you were talking about of like it being like quirky. And then suddenly just like, Oh, but then things are getting, Oh wait, that's where wait, are they, are you sure about that? Like, and it just keeps getting like more and more ridiculous. And I I think had I known who the director was before going into it, maybe I would have expected it more. Not knowing that this is the same guy that brought you Green Room. Like, I think had, had somebody told me first, hey, Green Room, I've been like, great. I can expect some gore.
1: He was an actor in Green Room.
0: No, he also worked on it or is that just jeremy salt solmier
1: jeremy solmier directed it green room
0: so he but didn't he also wasn't he one of the writers as well for green room
1: oh was he a writer for it
0: writer known for his oh wait never mind
1: i don't see him i don't see that oh i misread that green room
0: well then this was very surprising (laughs) It I was. Think, I think
1: he was childhood friends with Jeremy Saulnier. I think. Yeah, I guess they went to high close. school together.
0: They didn't go to college together, but they went to high school together.
1: Okay, so yeah. I think they've worked closely together,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm sure that uh, Macon learned a lot from Jeremy uh, doing Green Room. They're like absolute Green Room vibes in this yeah. movie for sure. Right. Hold the dark too. Didn't they do Hold the Dark together? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well either way blue
1: ruin they worked on blue ruin together
0: right so expect gore
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i think going in and and maybe and maybe that's what made the movie so compelling and attractive to me was that i wasn't expecting it and then suddenly things just got violent and i was like holy shit like it felt like there were like real consequences but also not real because everything just felt so unrealistic but real I, I don't it was just if it, it felt very like yin and yang like the fact that she her job is to take care of people but she's lost faith in them you know and then she teams up with like an unlikely character who is played by elijah wood and i love that elijah wood is so <laughs> so his character's name is tony and tony represents like what is good in the world but also is portrayed by the type of person that society shuns, right? Like he is like the weird one that like, he's got a rat tail and <laughs> a mohawk, which I was like, love it. Uh, you know, listens to heavy metal, but like is weirdly into like martial arts and like, <laughs> like nun trucks. His dog's name was Kevin, which shout out to my coworker, Carol. I didn't even think about this. Uh up. Did he name that dog after the dog it Up? Because he was fat and he looked exactly the same. <laughs> Anyways, I guess a lot of people name their dogs Kevin now because of that movie. Um, and he like his commands to the dog are all in Chinese in Mandarin. <laughs> like this character is weird. Like, no one like approaches that, not no one, but like in society, like that character is
1: ignored
0: he's just quirky Quirky character but he is so loving and like for a person for for a person to have gone through and i mean i it might not be what he actually went through I, i might be making up his whole backstory but he seemed like a loner it's he seemed like society didn't give him a chance and he is just craving like friendship and i would think that a person who society has ignored would be the first person to lose hope in humanity, but instead he's the savior.
1: Hmm.
0: Like, yeah. and that's what I mean by, it was like very yin and yang, like, and I love that. And that's why it was like, you got the quirkiness, but then you got the gore. You have, you know, this like weird guy who should hate society for how he's probably been treated, but he has faith. You have the woman who, you know, works to take care of people, but she's lost faith in people. <laughs> You have the rich kid that had all the opportunities. What did, How did his father word it? He was like, "I've given my son ninety nine point nine percent like chance." Or yeah, like, he
1: had more opportunities than ninety nine point nine percent of people.
0: Yeah, and he turned out like a shit. <laughs> it's just it was very uh, balanced. His father's I guess in a huge that way.
1: asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy seemed to be missing the entire point. <laughs> but you know, whatever
0: but so that's why i and i and that's well i'll finish my thought that's why i love this movie because i thought they did a really good job at playing with those i won't say polar opposites but like the two ends of a scale and just trying to like make it all work and i think it did work it 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 wasn't like uh, I was reading an, uh, uh, an interview with Maycomb Blair and I guess at one point when the first time he wrote out the movie, he said that when people were watching it, um, they they felt like it was like two separate movies where you had like the quirkiness and then like the, the gore and like things weren't uh, cohesive enough. I think however he fi- like he did his final cuts, like worked brilliantly. I really do there. like this movie. And I was just I was laughing out loud. Like Jared and I were having a blast watching this movie. <laughs> There's
1: some really funny lines, really funny scenes. The um, um the, the look up license plate Google search. I don't know if you caught that, but at one point they're like trying to find a license plate and Elijah would just Googles look up license plate. Has, like I love stuff like that Because in movies People always know what to do They're like Oh I have a friend Who works at the DMV Or I have a friend Who works in law enforcement Like mm-hmm. you know I'll hit her up And see It's yeah. like No in real life Like people have no idea What to do And they're just like Can I google this? Mm-hmm Elijah Wood in the sidekick oh, When he like gosh. kicks the guy And he's like Yeah sidekick And then like <laughs> later on He's like You think he's talking About something else But he's explaining Like how the kick works And like how you pivot your feet
0: I love All his lines were brilliant. I liked how when at this point, like her house has been, you know, broken into and she's like going around the neighborhood, like asking if people had seen anything suspicious. And, um, (laughs) so she goes up to Tony and she's trying to explain like what happened. He was like, when did this happen? And she was like, Oh, last night and he's like unacceptable like he gets like super angry that like her house got broken into and she was like I'm, I'm sorry I bothered you and he's like you did not bother me this affects us all <laughs> 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 and then when he throws the ninja star and it gets stuck in the wall and there's like that good like comedic moment of him trying to pull it out of the wall and then he turns to the guys and he's like that's how hard I threw it <laughs> He was just so brilliant. And I think, oh my God. Okay. Uh, Going back to the review that you read at the beginning of the episode, where, uh, what was the line that I got hung up on? Something about uh, like gender roles.
1: Um, Yeah. Intoxicatingly dark observations on gender dynamics and social norms in modern America
0: yes so gender dynamics i was thinking of the fact that this movie is not about romantic love it's about just friendship hmm. you know like elijah wood and ruth like they don't end up together romantically like they're friends and i feel like a not a lot of movies like will highlight that like men and women can be friends <laughs> and not have to have that the romantic bit yeah. in between them and then also the romantic bit between uh or not romantic but the the gender roles in today's society of um chrissy's parents so chrissy's the burglar and his parents their relationship <laughs> i mean that was comedic in and itself i oh yeah loved the way that they spoke to each other uh when he's like upstairs like sleeping and they're like get him down here and she's like christopher <laughs> And he's like, what? And she's like, get down here. (laughs) And like, just the way that they talk to each other, she's like, starts slamming like cabinet doors. And he's like, do you really need to do that, honey? And she just like slams it again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they have no respect for each other.
0: (laughs) No, none whatsoever. And it's like, they're rich and, you know, they would have it all or, you know, seemingly, but no, they like hate each other. And he's like, why'd you let them in the house? She's like, cause I'm fucking bored. (laughs) I just love, and like, with no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they're not embarrassed at all to have those types of, like, arguments in front of other people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that that was uh, just like a comment on, like, those types of relationship. Like, it, I I just, and that's what I mean. Like, every single one of these characters just felt realistic to me. I could see these people all existing. Totally Um, agree. I think I don't know if you caught this. Uh so also in that scene where Tony is looking up the license plate, did you notice the stuff in his room? He had mm. Catan <laughs> as a board game.
1: <laughs> he had Catan.
0: Yeah. And it's like, if he has no friends, why does he have a game that requires like six plus people? And it's like that is just to reinforce the hope he has. like once I finally make friends we can finally play this game together
1: (laughs) something to look forward to
0: Tony's the greatest character um but the so (laughs) another one of my favorite lines I laughed at this for so long uh was when so uh going back to like Chrissy's parents home there uh so Ruth and Tony are inside the house now and Chrissy's dad has like a bodyguard and he's running around the house like checking to make sure all the rooms are clear and he's like you know living room clear bathroom clear guest room clear massage room clear and then he goes Walden pond room clear.
1: <laughs> some of the rooms he would say it kept getting more ridiculous it was pretty funny
0: <laughs> what the fuck is a Walden pond
1: room I have no idea
0: he takes place in what like Oregon <laughs> i I laughed so hard at that i just i oh my god and brady uh can we agree that this is the new mangy fingers movie
1: oh my god i'm so glad you said that (laughs) Thais. you know that i had like one note and it was just like new worse mangy fingers i don't i don't think the fingers were as mangled as badly in this one true Like open house is still going to be the goat when it comes to (laughs) absolute mangied fingers. But that was a shocking moment. It was. And her fingers (gasps) were absolutely mangied. (laughs) Like the twists and turns on the thing, but.
0: Oh my God. So it's just, it's a fun movie. This movie is worth watching once because I think it is a good look into it just it felt realistic and I know like we watch well okay so let me start over we tend to watch movies or tv shows or you know anything to get away from our everyday lives right and this movie I felt like I was in like everyday life because like things felt realistic enough that like these they could go down the way that it did but also it revved up to a point where I was like horrified and but also like ridiculously entertained by like the absurdity that of like the turns that it took (laughs) and so that's the entertainment factor of like yeah it is kind of a slice of life in a sense of like you know she's just living her day to day like if you watch the preview for this movie it's like she's walking out of the grocery store and like the minivan's like backing up. And so she's like, Oh, do I walk to it? And then like the minivan stops. So then she goes and the minivan goes, she's like, Oh, uh, uh." like, it's like, I think that little bit just captures the whole movie of like these things happen all the time and we all get pissed off. And (laughs) it's, yeah.
1: And that's, that scene shows that she's not someone who like, I don't, takes her destiny into her own hands mm-hmm. just kind of like reacts to the world around her and and you know, doesn't make any changes herself mm-hmm. and, and kind of like the the growth arc for her in the story yes. was was how she finally decided to change that like
0: mm-hmm.
1: the the chris senior said something to her at one point when she was sitting on the couch well, i can't remember the exact line it, but was, it was when like, he
0: says to her like do you have kids like then you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And she's like, I just don't want people to be assholes anymore. And he was like, what's your end game? You know, like, because she's like doing all this stuff. And he's like, have you thought about your end game? And she's like, I just don't want people to be assholes anymore. And he's like, yeah, he, the
1: he's, there's a line in there, though, that he says it's something along the lines of like, have you ever stood up for yourself or have you ever done something for yourself? I can't remember exactly. What it's, he says, um,
0: but- Yeah, like people act like assholes if you let them. It's something like yes. that. Like, they're yeah, only assholes yeah, exactly. if you let them. Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah. and, and um,
0: Which like, is feeding uh, off of like how the police are victim blaming her. Like, well, you left your door unlocked. Like, what were you expecting? Yeah.
1: yeah. And she was finally like, I'm going to take things into my own hands. And you saw her do that
0: mm-hmm.
1: to varying degrees of success. Um, but she started to do that. Anyway, and that was kind of how her, her character grew from someone who was stuck behind the minivan backing out.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I was so excited about this movie that I went to work the next day and I've retold scene by scene what happened in this movie to my coworker. I could not like I because I needed to process everything that happened. And like the more I talked about it, just the more I was like falling in love with like how everything was just like clicking. Like it's like you said, like watching her go through her metamorphosis <laughs> of like you know she's like in her little tiny she's just a little caterpillar and by the end of it she's like you know still a a, a butterfly that can be squished but at least she went through <laughs> some sort of evolution it was just a transformation it was it was nice it was charming
1: it was charming
0: it was a charming movie
1: it was a charming movie which is
0: in a weird,
1: well, a weird thing to say about a movie with
0: so great body grotesque. count,
1: yes. and uh, it was incredibly gory,
0: <laughs> but it was uh, so, charming. so
1: call it, but it was somehow char. You're right, it doesn't make any sense, but it was, it was what charming. a feat, yeah, making hell of a job, buddy. It's tough to pull that off,
0: great job, like incredible. And uh, he actually approached Melanie and elijah <laughs> like i'm best friends with them <laughs> oh God, they don't need last yeah, names. melanie yeah the uh you know mel <laughs> and ja <laughs> no E. um he actually approached them and was like i have this movie i think the two of you would be great in it will you come on this ride and they're like yeah like let us know if you get the green light and then he's like i got the green light they're like great let's do it like so he already like wrote this movie, like with them in mind, which is amazing. Also, Brady, how? Okay. <laughs> I know you were kind of wishy-washy on the movie in the beginning of the episode, but I think I have a line for you that's going to settle your emotions. Uh, it, it's going to make, it's, it's going to make, where would that, where am I from? It's going to make you like this movie more. If I told you. The tagline. Hit me with it. For Ruth, the last straw was a spoon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um Charming. Charming. It is, it's charming. It's charming. Yeah, it's charming. It is. It is. It's charming. It's quirky and charming. <laughs>
0: I, when I saw that tagline, I was sold. I was like, this is the best, this is the greatest. Uh, I can
1: see the poster. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the huge, you know, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. And then like tiny little tagline for Ruth. <laughs> the last straw was a spoon. <laughs> it is so brilliant. Oh, brilliant and beautiful. Um, one thing I wanted to ask, and I didn't notice anything online about this. So this could be a new hot take. Should I put like fire burning sounds in the background? Like, hot take. And it's like, like fire breathing.
1: Are all of our things just you yelling?
0: (laughs) Do you want it to be like a, like a jazzy, like hot take, motherfucker? (laughs) I don't know why I have to add the motherfucker to it. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So hot take worth uh exploring once worth noticing once i'm gonna stick with that everyone in this movie got hit in the face by some means oh huh yeah it was the greatest bit
1: (laughs) i didn't even notice that
0: like so uh, when did i write it
1: like now that i'm thinking back through it yeah
0: i i wrote it was like beginning of my notes It was like one of the first things i wrote i was just like is everyone gonna get hit in the face (laughs) <laughs> and then every time like it happened, I was like, oh, what and like some- did, the, did the stepmom
1: she's the only one I can't think of getting hit in the face
0: yeah, she well, actually, I think she did get hit because when she left there, didn't she have like a bruise
1: yeah, you might be right, or was it yeah, just she like- might have they might have like hit her in the face or something or like gone to
0: yeah. Or at Never least maybe comply. the back of her head. But I, f- I think yeah. everyone was hit in the face somehow, like by something, with yep. something. Yep. <laughs> and if not, almost everyone got hit in the face. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> because literally that was like the the solution for everything, I felt like. <laughs> Anytime anyone had any conflict, it was just like, get hit. <laughs>
1: That's that's a classic storytelling move. Like if you start to lose the audience or something, just throw in like and then I got hit in the face. And
0: I got hit in the face yeah. and I found $20. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Beginning of the movie. Uh, we have Macon Blair doing his little cameo situation there. And he's talking and he's not facing the camera. He's facing Melanie who's like facing like our way. So you can't really see that it's him and then he kind of turns and you can kind of tell it's him. But before you could tell that it was him was the point that I'm trying to get at. Jared goes, Is that John Benjamin? Hmm. Yeah. I thought that was uh, worth notating once.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Just based on the voice?
0: Just based on the voice. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Right. I'd have to go back and listen to him. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Oh, Brittany, I got a quiz for you. This is quiz time.
1: Oh, quiz time.
0: Quiz time. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call? The act of shitting on the top part of a toilet. That's
1: how this is an upper deck. Yeah,
0: let's fucking go. (laughs) When it happened, I was like, there's a name for that. He was like, I don't care. And I'm like, no, there's like a like an urban dictionary, like name for this shit. He's like, who cares? Like (laughs) upper decker baby. I learned that on the radio. (laughs) As most do. Now, if you um, were to stay at the at Christopher's house, <laughs> Chris was it a Christopher? It was Christopher, wasn't it? The father, Christian, Christian's oh, the, the son. The okay, father's the father. Christopher, isn't it?
1: That I do not know.
0: Or is it? Or is but it she also did say Christian. Chris
1: Senior at one point?
0: Cr- yeah, and referred
1: to the son as Chris.
0: Maybe that's why I'm thinking Christopher because Chris. Maybe I just filled it in, not thinking. Right. Right. Anyway, so if you were to stay at Chris senior's house, which mm. room would you pick?
1: Um, I think I would I would probably stay in the Walden Pond room. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the only answer.
1: <laughs> yeah. What do you think is in that. there? I think it's a a room that is imbued with the the sights and smells, but more importantly the feel mm. of The outdoors.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. So maybe there are like huge windows, and it's facing the woods in the back, and there are books by Henry David Thoreau and other uh, transcendentalist authors, Ralph Waldo Emerson.
0: Do you think they have a Thoreau throw on like their bed?
1: I think the Walden Pond probably does have a throw throw. (laughs)
0: Um. Okay, so now I wanted to bring it back to the gross truck from the beginning of the episode.
1: The gross truck?
0: Yeah, the one that, you know, had like the fucking CO2 emissions like off the truck.: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that's the one, if there's one criticism that I have for this movie, and it kind of, and it has to do with the truck, but mainly to do with the synopsis, that is on Netflix. So Netflix says that a woman gets a new lease in life. Yeah. Do you believe Mm. that she got a new lease in life because of all these events? I mean, she survived the events. Does that automatically mean you get a new lease in life?
1: No, not necessarily. Uh, Usually my take on a new lease in life is like, you have a new perspective that gives you a different attitude about your life, okay. and uh, I mean, w- we don't see like far beyond the events of this movie. We don't know how she's living, you know, five years after the events of this movie. We just see like at the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, I would say it seems like she did.
0: Because the reason why I brought up the truck was because when so I finished watching the movie, and I was thinking about what happened. I was trying to think about like the things that I didn't like about the movie, and I kept reading the synopsis. And thinking back to everything, and I just the the new lease in life part didn't really drive with me until I thought about the truck scene. Uh, and it's so it's so minor. It's like the, the most minor freaking scene in the movie. Like you probably wouldn't even thought of it had I not mentioned it. So the first time she sees a truck, she's like, "Ugh, gross!" I'm like, fucking, I hate humans. The second time she sees a truck, you know the events have occurred. It's now the end of the movie. She sees a truck again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She's not as disgusted. And I think that was, to me, was the only example of new lease in life, because when she's talking to her friend again, and her friend says something like, "You know, you just gotta, I don't know, take, take it day by day." Or, like she said something you know in sort of inspiring to to Ruth and Ruth's like what the fuck does that even mean like I don't I don't get that and her friend's like no it's just something that people say and then I turned to Jared and I was like yeah like your baby's so cute or my diet starts tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) shout out to love heart (laughs) so if it had just ended with her and the way that she looked at the truck that way I think I would have gotten the new lease, maybe. But then that conversation with her friend made it seem like, no, things are still the same. Like, she still doesn't have, like, faith in humanity, but maybe a new, maybe the faith is with Tony, knowing that a a Tony character exists. (laughs) I don't. I don't know. Like, I guess that was that was my question. Is like the the new yeah, lease. Like, I, give me some examples that would explain I, I think, the new lease part without your, spoiling your the movie. catch
1: of the the truck uh,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. was
1: great because I think that is just a that's a subtle scene from the director showing how she's changed. Ruth has changed over yeah. the course of the movie, um, and I think in general. This is just something I've I've observed over the years. Uh, people who tend to be happier uh, or more comfortable with themselves um, tend to not be as I want to say judgmental. I don't know if that's the right mm. word,
0: or but critical. Like, that's
1: kind of or critical. That's, of
0: like others. Yeah,
1: be be a hater.
0: Cause <laughs> that's kind of what's
1: happening at the beginning. Like she's, right, she's looking around and seeing, you know, the truck or whatever, and and kind of being judgmental and not just being like, none of this is going to affect me. That's like mm-hmm. that's what other people are doing, and um, I'm I'm comfortable with myself, happy with myself, so I'm not going to let what other people are doing affect me. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what we saw at the end with the the truck scene you mentioned, where she's like, yeah, like I might not love that. I'm not a fan of it, but yeah, that's someone else. That's
0: yeah, it's you know, not hurting me. Thing. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna.
1: I'm gonna worry about me. And mm-hmm. I think you can you can have that perspective, which is that's like a new perspective for her, right? You can you can have that new perspective, but still, you know, kind of be cynical or or, or I don't know about realistic, but <laughs> you know, she has this like kind of a cynical, hard view of the world still. Um, but we'll still, you know, she she gained a friend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and that was big and i think she does does have a new lease on life i don't think a new lease on life has to be this this huge thing with major differences but mm-hmm. it can be a subtle change that that takes you from being um unhappy in your situation to being in the same situation but being happy about mm-hmm. it because right. you've gained a, a new look on things that new lease uh, ha- has given you that new perspective I mentioned,
0: right? Like there's still the same amount of water in your cup, but you're just looking at it. That's half such empty, a good way.
1: Full. That's such a good way to put it, in, Thais. Well, you it's know, it's all right. At eh. the beginning of the movie, she was looking at her cup and she said that thing's half empty. At the end, she's mm-hmm. looking at the cup and saying it's half full. Still yeah. the same amount of water. She's still kind of thinking about the world the same way, but mm-hmm. she's 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 more comfortable with her yeah. place in her life in the world.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: She's, she's kind of back to feeling at home
0: mm-hmm. in this world. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's not a reason to uh, watch this movie, I don't know It is. I mean, do it for her performance because seeing her being the leading lady and like seeing her be like, like hearing her swear <laughs> and just like, I, I I, that tickled me inside a little bit. Mm just like having her be like i see it on my fucking phone like <laughs> yeah. and it's just it's just so sweet because like even when she swears she still sounds like really sweet oh i i loved her in this and elijah wood i want to be friends with him everyone deserves a friend like tony tony's ride or die
1: <laughs> tony is ride or die for and sure I,
0: and he challenges her you know throughout the movie like that's not your tiger <laughs>
1: That's not your tiger. Not the giraffe. Not the giraffe. Not the giraffe.
0: (laughs) But like, you know, Tony the fucking tiger. He just like, (laughs) and I, and I, and that's why I liked it because like, yeah, Tony's character is the heart of this movie. Tony's character is like who we should all aspire to be, but it is okay to be Ruth.
1: I've I've had this (laughs) new thing. You say that Elijah Woods, the life of the movie. Mm. I've I've had this thought for the last like just the last few weeks now. Every time I watch heart a movie, of our
0: relationship. oh yeah,
1: I have been thinking that for longer. But <laughs> I, I, as I watch movies, like there will be a person in each movie, and I'm like, does this movie have a soul? <gasps> yes, it does because of so and so. Like this movie had a soul because of Tony Elijah Woods' character. Yeah. Um, every movie. That's, typic- that's good, typically, will have a soul of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, like in Don't Look Up, that might have been Timothy Chalamet, like mm-hmm. someone who was, you know, the soul of the movie. that gave it uh, th- this emotional thing that moved it from, like, just being like a popcorn piece of entertainment mm-hmm. to, like, something deeper that you can connect with on a more emotional level. So yeah. that's something I try to look for now in movies. I'm like, does this movie have a soul? And like there are bad movies that have a soul or good movies that don't, or, or whatever. Something to keep an eye out for. Soul, soulful, and soulless movies.
0: Tony's the soul. Before we end, this episode was sponsored by Are you in the market for something specific? Maybe a wedding present for your janitor or the first communion bracelet for your boss's niece's girlfriend? Whatever it is, we've definitely got it. So come on by to Killer Stills consignment store for all things previously owned, lightly used, and slightly abused. Here's a list of some of our newest steals this week. Loafers made out of loaves of bread. Instant underwear, just add water. Reversible sequin Danny DeVito face pillows. Steve Irwin's face on a mouse pad. Justin Bieber dental floss, Corgi Butt bottle opener, Beetlejuice sandworm stickers with a Furby in its mouth, stress balls shaped like baby faces, medical masks with pictures of tigers and hats, left-handed candles that smell like the weird scissors, big box of ladybugs, one of those cat brushes you put on your tongue so you can pretend you're grooming your cat, shot glasses shaped like urinals, a rubber chicken purse, tiny Bigfoot in a snow globe iguana harness with leash, 120 mini plastic puppies on a string, antique baby photos, full set of resin teeth, hot dog soap, chia pet gremlins, your neighbor's laptop, disassembled wooden pallets, a glue gun that attaches to an air compressor to shoot creepy glue spider webs all over your house for Halloween, solar powered progressive color changing novelty LED moonlight pearl in a clamshell, milk crate, jerky gun, luxury birdhouse, sexy pirate yard ornament and a wacky inflatable arm flailing tube, man killer sills. What a steal. I just thought that that would be a great way to end the episode. Makes you think. Makes you think. (laughs) So last words worth watching.
1: Worth watching. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. It's not going to be for everyone, but I think it's worth watching. Just keep in mind that it, it can get gory. (laughs) and violent
0: lean into it
1: yeah so just heads up on that
0: so many good lines have you ever had cat meat (laughs) 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 so many good lines so many good lines makes you invisible i see you motherfucker
1: did you get all that from watching it one time
0: yeah, dude, this is so good. Incredible. I was extremely high, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it made things like sink in,
1: right? No doubt, no doubt.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Worth Watching Once. For more movie reviews, follow us on Instagram at Worth Watching Once or on Twitter at WW One Pod. And be sure to check us out at com, where you can view all our episodes plus some bonus materials. If you have any suggestions on what to watch next, email us at worthwatchingoncepod at gmail.com or reach out to any of our social media profiles. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you listen to stay up to date on our new episodes. We release every other Friday. And make sure to show us some love by rating and reviewing our show as it helps us get noticed. Thanks again, and until next time.
1: Peace.